Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten your life vests, grab into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. You know, maybe we ought to play this every Saturday when we come on. I think it would be appropriate. I mean, it was designed, obviously, today as opening day of deer season. Right. Gun season in Tennessee. But, I'm, you know, that, that would be appropriate for us. I think so. People all over the city could be standing up. Yes. And saying, it's time for Tony Sanders Outdoors. <laughs> How do I know? I like that. The ho- Hallelujah Chorus. Okay. Richard Sims was wanting us to change our... He said we needed to... Update our music, so there we go. Yeah, I just don't know if if I could handle this much longer. What? The music. The Halloween course? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know if I could handle it. I know. Okay. I got it. All right. I was ignoring the pun. Okay. See, most of the time I'm, I'm, I'm just ignoring your pun. It's not that I don't get it. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> you know, old composers don't die. They just decompose. Just throwing that out there this morning. Start you off with a joke. <laughs> well, our producer liked it. He's the only one in the studio that liked it, but our producer did. Yeah, well, hey, audience of one, I'll take it. <laughs> All right, man, what's going on? Not a whole lot, not a whole lot. I love this cold, cool weather. I'm loving well, this. Well, and you are headed to the woods today. I am. I'm going to be heading out to uh, the woods, do a little hunting uh, this afternoon and tomorrow by, morning. By our buddy. There was only one invitation issued, mm-hmm. and it was not to me. Nope. So uh, I'm starting to get a complex. Nah, don't worry about it. You'll be all right. You got that. You've got the uh, years and years of experience. I'm still on the learning end of it, all this whole process. So, so are you excited? I am. I am. I am excited about. I know it. you went to uh, Sportsman's Warehouse to pick up some stuff. I did. I did. Picked up a couple of items that I am going to need, and uh, I think I've got everything together. i just got to get it all packed up, get in the car, and hit the road. What time are you heading up? Uh, probably, about, uh, probably about 10 o'clock our time, Eastern. Okay. You know, I, I, had, a, I had an uncle who was an engineer uh, on the railroad, and he used to say this, a quote, I don't know why you idiots are getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning to go hunting. I see more deer at 10 a.m. than I do at sunrise. Mm. And see, I have a theory. Okay, what's your theory? There is absolutely no scientific theory to my theory. Okay. I think deer own a two-hour cycle. A two-hour cycle, okay. So, I think every two hours they are moving around, whether it's for (laughs) sex, whether it's for eating, whether it's to get new shelter, different shelter, or just to explore and stretch their legs. But I, I have this theory that every two hours they're moving around. Okay. That's why when I'm, I, if I bust a deer walking into a stand at 
5 o'clock in the morning. I kind of expect somewhere around 7-ish, I'm going to start seeing a little bit of movement. So you set your phone alarm clock for 7 o'clock? Wake me up. Yeah, okay. All right, fair enough. Two-hour countdown. <laughs> now, and, and, and there's no theory to it. It's it's really more just being out in the woods and, and watching and observing. Right. Um, and, and weather can change that a little bit. Uh, incoming bad weather will change that cycle. You know, little things change it. But you've been hunting with me and... Mm-hmm. Uh, especially up at Corky's place, we would stay in the in the stand till well into the morning, not just go in, come out at you know. There's a lot of people come out at you know nine o'clock. They're done. They come out. Mm-hmm. And the other theory I have is those people coming out of the woods move the deer around. That could be. That could be. Now it doesn't help us so much when we're hunting on a, a place where there's no people besides us. Right. But right. But when you're just when you're out on public lands or whatever. Uh, it surprises me how many people will come out of the woods very early. And I mean, think about it. Sunrise is, or safe shooting is what? Uh, let me see here. Sunrise today for Hamilton County will be, if you'll bear with me just a second, I will tell you. Can you get there faster than I can? I don't know. Maybe so. We'll see. We're going to have a race here. Sunrise is at... Uh, six twenty a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, are you sure? My sunrise says seven sixteen. Let me see where I am. Nope, I'm in the wrong county. Sorry about that. That's Sorry. Fine. Let's try that so, again. Seven sixteen in this area, the sun rises, which means it's safe shooting at six forty-five ish. Yes, I got seven sixteen as well. Okay, I was right. on the wrong county. So six. What county were you in that it was that far off? Marion. Um, so, 6.45, it's safe to shoot. I've seen a lot of people come out of the woods at uh, 8.30. Hmm. Never made sense to me, but they do. Hmm. I've got may, a, maybe they know they're due that well. May, well, maybe they've scouted the area and they know the, the moving patterns. Like, you know, you think they're on a two-hour cycle. They could very well be, but maybe in another area they're on a a different time cycle or, or something could be but I, I like your i like your theory i don't i don't know how we could test the hypothesis but i like the theory i've got a theory too but i don't know how good it is i have never really seen deer when i'm driving along and i see deer you know usually around the edge of the woods right along a field or something there's never cows in the field it's only the deer i've never seen cows and deer in the same field together i don't think they like each other or the wonder, cows around them out. It's a size thing because I have seen elk and cows in the same field and elk and horses in the same field. Okay, but I've never. I I don't see as many deer. I have seen deer in the field with cows, but not as many. Okay, kind of, or maybe they're just hugging the, the edges and you're just not seeing them. Could be, could be. But I know I've seen, especially out west, Colorado out there. You'll I, I've seen uh, horses. Domestic animals and, and wildlife in the same area, especially the elk. Of course, you know, again, an elk is as big as a cow. Yeah. And taller. A lot taller. <laughs> and a pretty impressive rack system. Yeah, I don't think they fear much out there. So. They've kind of got the uh, the antlers to go along with the intimidation factor of size, so. 
So we played the Hallelujah Course because it's opening day of gun season in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's Georgia. It's opened up in Alabama. I get it. But I, I live in Tennessee. This show comes from Tennessee. And I'm a commissioner for Tennessee. So mm-hmm. I'm celebrating Tennessee today. I like that. We always do that every year, though. We do. Oh, you know what we need to do today? What? We need to play the... We need. I'll get with the producer here in just a few minutes. We need to play, coming back in, the phone call to the radio station complaining about the location of the deer signs. Okay. So... I'll get I'll get with you. You'll probably laugh your tail off in there, but I'll get with you in the next break. Um, okay. I, and we need to find out how long that is. Okay. And we can either play that from the break out or, or you know, coming in from the break or going out to the break. It doesn't matter. Just okay. find out how long it is. And that is a funny one. We have to play that every year. This will be fun. He may not have heard it. He, he may be on the floor laughing so hard he can't push our buttons. Yeah, it's three minutes and 46 seconds. Okay. We can do that. <laughs> That's too good. So, yeah. All right. That sounds cool. Now, for all you guys headed to the woods, I had an, an epiphany question come to me as I'm driving. And I'll ask you. And then I want, I'm on, I want the callers to call 267-1023, 267-1023. We're not going to ask you where you're going to hunt. Well, we probably will. You don't have to tell us because it's secret. I get that. What is, well, first for you, mm-hmm. what is the longest shot that you're going to have where you're going to hunt for the next two days? And the follow-up question of that is this. What is the longest shot you're comfortable with taking? Okay, probably the longest shot I'm thinking is going to be about, 200 yards maybe maybe 175 somewhere in that area okay uh the longest shot i'm probably comfortable in taking is anything up to 100 after 100 i i question my own skill as a shooter having not put in the time on the bench having fired very few rifle rounds down range and there's no way i could hit it with a pistol but i Anything within 100 yards, I feel comfortable with. If it's more than 100, I'm going to wait and let it come to me. My ideal range is like now the first 30. Deal, first deal you <laughs> killed was greater than 100 yards. One thir- one, it was 139, and I was a little questionable on the shot. I took but it. But you were more comfortable with that gun. That was, that was Yeah, I was comfortable with that gun. But also, uh, at 139 yards, I thought this good-sized doe walked out, and I popped her, and I get up there. And her is a he. It was a button buck. So we changed the law for you, man. I appreciate that. Rob's law. Rob's law. Rob's law. I like that. So, <laughs> well, and I asked that because I, I mean I've, I've been on the air for a long time. I have I've always told the story. I didn't start deer hunting until I was thirty. Mm-hmm. It was just not my deal. I was a I was a bird hunter, and so I started hunting in thirty. And I was in West Tennessee at the time when I started hunting. Well, they took me to a sand pit out there in West Tennessee, and I got sighted in and very comfortable with shooting three and three to four hundred yards. So the first deer I ever shot and and killed was three hundred and twenty nine yards. I come back and tell some of my buddies here, and they're like. 
what you're a sniper and <laughs> and the difference is is here we don't have those long distance shots a lot of times right now there are out there they're farmland that's that's what i was hunting out there was farmland you know but here you a lot of times you're hunting in with and here you got hills and and things and there you don't so all of that kind of but I, I didn't think anything about it because I thought that's what I had to do. Right. And so I did. Um, and so, now, it, again, if you go out west, you, you plan on doing that. But here in East Tennessee, we don't take those kind of shots. The biggest deer I ever killed was the 10-pointer. Right. At whatever I said, 18 feet. <laughs> I mean, it was 30, 30 feet maybe. I mean, it was, it was yeah, very I li- close. I like those shots. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit easier and... A lot less than doubt. Yeah. So anyway, I'd like to know what is, what is the what is the longest shot where you're at, and what is the longest shot you're comfortable taking. All right. So we will go uh, pay some bills, and you can give us a call at two six seven one zero two three two six seven one zero two three. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying. It exactly describes my friend, Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent. He's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer. 472-5491, 472-5491, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at babiesfertilizer.com. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway.
Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors joining you this opening day of deer season. And with that, we are going to do the Ranger Dodd Harvest Report. Yes, we are. We have taken uh, this week statewide 43,753 deer. Uh, This time last year, we took 47,255, a difference of 3,502. So we need to get out there today and shoot 3,503. Hamilton County last year, 747. This year, 747. So we're dead even. Uh, This week in Bledsoe County, six, I'm sorry, 363. Bradley, 329. Grundy, 377. Marion, 352. McMinn, 597. Meggs, 524. Monroe, 279. Polk, 52. Ray, 641. Sequatchie, 226. Your top five counties in the state are Montgomery, Stewart, Sumner, Cumberland, Henry, and Hamilton County comes in at number 13. Lucky 13. Mm Mm-hmm. Most of the uh, counties are off mid-teens to mid-teens to about 20s, 30s. What's Grundy doing? I, I don't know. Not one of my counties. Nope, not one of your counties, but they they're they're up. So are any of my counties up? Uh, no, 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 no. Yes. Way to go, Monroe. No, no, and no. So Monroe and Hamilton are are your two gems right now. They're so. hold, they're holding their own. They're holding their own. Sweet. Monroe's up by two. Hamilton County broke even. So now where is it you're hunting? Uh, I think it's Marion County. It's either Marion or Grundy. It's I can't not remember. Marion. It's Grundy then. It's Grundy County. Unless I don't know where you're going, which is at all possible true. <laughs> Since I wasn't told where they're going. I wasn't invited to where they're going. Well, I put in some work up there. I, I, I will say that. So What, casting the line? That and transporting vehicles and all kinds of other stuff. There was all, we had to get the tractor down the road, and then we had, to get, we had to go pull deer stands and all kinds of stuff like that. All the fun prep stuff that you get to do. All right. When well. the ticks are thick and you're out there, and thank goodness for this cold spell because it's going to send every one of those darn mosquitoes back to hell where it belongs. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> This this year was just terrible for mosquitoes. I I don't know I don't know if it was an exceptionally wet year. We're a little bit up on rain this year. Not a not like a whole lot, but several inches. But wow, the mosquitoes were bad this year. So you're going to be adding? Is that I don't know what county that is. I think it's Grundy. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so. You better find out before you go through and pull the trigger. Oh yeah, I will. Oh, one of the things, too, I wanted to bring up, is the most common question I'm getting is about does this year. When can I, when are my doe days in my county? Yes. You get that, too? Yes, I'm getting the same question. Somehow I have also become a commissioner expert (laughs) on, on the deer regulations although i've just started hunting in the last what what five seven years so yeah apparently i'm now also an expert but uh well good uh, it's called reading the guide that makes you an expert 
read the hunting guide. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, uh, there's an app called TWRA On The Go, mm-hmm. which is a wonderful app. And when you call me and ask me a question, I go to that app and look up the On The Guide to answer it. Okay. Just because I don't have everything memorized. Yeah. With that said, there are no, quote, doe days in our area unit this a. year. Unit A. We're Unit A. Well, let me back up. Make sure you're in Unit A because there are some specific days uh, as we're going up towards the bear zone and up in there. I, I actually didn't look at what counties they were. But in Unit A, where we're Hamilton County and Ray County and Meg's, I think it's Ray. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna pull up the guide and look. Yep. So I can I can say this correctly. Okay, I will pull it up. You can pull it up. I'm gonna pull it up here. I happen to have the TWRA website up. Hunting and trapping guide for the Tennessee State. All right. So see, this is how we do it. <laughs> this is how you should do it. We're we're pulling back the curtains, showing you our secret secret commission commissorial tricks. <laughs> All right. It's somewhere around page twenty eight. Okay, page 28. It's around there. I don't remember exactly. It was 26 last year. I do remember that. Here's your the units. Is that what you're looking for or the doe days? Doe days. Okay, doe days are in, let's see here. They're in here somewhere. I know they are. Uh, you're, I looked you're, you're too far. Too far. Too far. Too far. Keep going. Back, 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 back. Keep going. All right. Obviously, the guide is hard for Rob to use. Now I'm in cranes. Hang on. <laughs> I was in deer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to Jack while you're looking for that. Okay. Hey, Jack. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I got a question for you. Okay. Uh... Starting last year, I had a yearling. She comes by me. Well, I thought it was a she. It's not a, he, a she anymore. But uh, she's a piebald, and I didn't see in the guide where it addresses piebald deer. Uh, it addresses albinos. Yeah, right. Because piebald are, are legal to hunt, or legal to shoot. There's a great... So what, what, I mean, to what extent does it classify as a piebald? I mean, if, what if you're 80 or 90% white? Does it have to be completely white? Well, that's a technical question, Robert. You're mm. the technical guy. Well, <laughs> technically, technically, albinos are solid white with red eyes, so they exactly. lack all all uh, the. It's a, lack, it's a lack of color pigmentation. Uh, let me see what. Let me do a quick thing here. Hang on. Aha! Uh-huh. Albino deer hunting, trapping, or possessing of albino deer is prohibited as set forth by Tennessee Code annotated. Blah 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 blah. An albino deer is a deer with a lack of significant, a lack or significant deficiency of pigment in the skin and hair and has pink eyes, according to the guide. So if it does not have pink eyes, I could take it. Yeah. According to the guide. And, and. That, I agree. Now the, uh, yeah, because there was a, I don't know if you saw the story that Richard Sims wrote last year. Where they guided a, uh, a some youth, and uh, this young man's first deer was a piebald deer. It was gorgeous yeah, too. I saw, I saw that. 
Yeah, I was just curious. If we just didn't see it, def- you know, I guess it's all white. If you see any brown, I guess you can take it. I, you know, that would, you know, as soon as I say that's that would be, that's probably what I would do. Um, if I see any brown at all, I'm, uh, I would think it's not an albino. Uh, well, from a distance, it looks like an albino, but I've had it come by me within 20 yards, and I can see that it's got brown spots. But yeah, and that, I, I still don't intend on taking. It. I want it's a it's a little buck, so I'm I'm just curious to see how how big it can get. But are you in an uh, area where you don't have to worry about somebody else shooting shooting him? Apparently, uh, you know, made it through this year, so uh, I'm gonna hopefully it'll make it through another. Well, good. How big has it gotten? It's a spike now, maybe okay. a three point. It's hard to tell on the camera. Okay, cool. No, I think I think they're gorgeous. I would, I would love. We have we have one over near where Rob and I live that we see, or we last year we did. I haven't seen it this year yet. Have uh, I have not seen it, but uh, my wife almost had a close encounter right in that area with a. Uh, she she said this this six point walked out in front of her. I said, "How'd you know it was a six point?" She said, "I came to a full and complete stop and counted." Yeah. <laughs> I said, all right, you guys answered my question. That was a, just not a, just wasn't clear to me. Thank you so much, Dak. Good luck. All right. Thanks. All right. Are you, are you struggling? I'm looking in here. It's and, right there. Okay. You're on it. Okay. Right. Stop. Right. Roll up. Roll up. Roll up. Roll up. The other right. The other up. That way up? <laughs> the other one. The other, the other one. I keep saying the other way. Okay. Right there. Stop. Right okay. there. So in unit C and D, they have a specific doe day, doe days. Yes. And they are? November 17th through December 2nd. Okay. And that's C. Unit D is November 17th through November 23rd. Okay. Now, roll up. Unit A counties are Bradley. I don't have my glasses on uh, let me see here. Let me right here. There we go. Um, Bradley, Carter, Hamilton. There, it's listed. You don't have to oh. read it. Bradley, Carter, Hamilton, Hawkins, Johnson, uh, Knox, Loudon, Marion, McMinn, Meggs, Ray, Roan, and Sullivan. You can take two deer, two does, uh, whenever you want during gun season. Unit B, which is what is the dark one there? Uh, that's Unit B, the the brown. No, the brown is D. Unit D includes Blunt, Monroe, Polk, and Severe. They are allowed only one, correct? Correct. No, that's that's actually got that's a that's one's date specific. Yes. No. 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 They're allowed one. Unit B. D. D, sorry. I'm the colorblind yeah, here. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> no, I'm, apparently I'm not colorblind anymore. <laughs> you are. Well, between us, we'll figure it out here. All right. Well, what we'll do is when we come back in from the break, we'll play the deer crossing thing. Which, if you're driving and you've never heard this poor lady call a radio station up north, I would highly encourage you to pull over after you uh, you hear us do a live read, because that means we're going to play it very shortly thereafter. 
because it is it's really tough to maintain composure while this thing is playing. Is that fair assessment? That is a very fair assessment. We at Tony Sanders Outdoors care about your safety. We'll be right back. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means, grilling and barbecues. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 6408 Dixon Pike. Don has steaks such as T-bone, porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roasts, or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com, and be sure to like them on Facebook. Now, Donna, you got quite the vent today. It sounds like what's going on with you. Well, I wanted to voice my opinion on something that's been bothering me for a really long time. Okay. Um, I've, I've tried writing the newspaper and contacting uh, TV stations, but nobody seems to want to stay with this. So that's why I'm calling you guys. Okay, what's, the, um, what's the issue? Well, <clears throat> over the past few years, I've been involved in three separate car accidents involving deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with the population and everything. Um, each of these incidents, they've occurred shortly after I saw a deer crossing sign on the highway. Well, my frustration is that Minnesota and North Dakota Department of Transportation would allow these deer crossings to be in such high traffic areas. I mean, I've even seen them on the interstate. Why are we mm-hmm. encouraging deer to cross at the interstate. I don't get it. That's such a high traffic area. I mean, you you know, I understand that deer are wild animals and they need to travel across the streets occasionally to survive and, you know, of course, to find food, but um, it seems to me that it's so irresponsible of us to allow these deer crossings to be in areas where these deer are so likely to be struck by oncoming traffic. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Um, I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, you'd think they would put deer crossings maybe, you know, in, you know, smaller towns, maybe during a, like at a, at a school crossing, that's, would, it would be a safer place for them to, to cross, wait, you know, put the deer crossing sign. You know, deer crossings aren't telling deer that it's safe to cross there. It's just more of like an alert for drivers so they know it's like a high deer population. The government put the deer crossings there. They can direct the deer population anywhere they want to by moving that deer crossing sign. I mean, you know, why in the world would they place it on the highway or the interstate? You know, I mean, God, there are so many other places I can think of than putting the deer crossing signs on on busy highways and interstates. You seem to be under the misunderstanding that the deer are somehow attracted to the deer crossing sign. Well. Well, yeah, the deer crossing sign is there to allow the deer to know that's where they need to cross. Right. And all these car accidents you had involved a deer after you would saw a deer crossing sign. Exactly. 
I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm trying to watch out for the deer, but I mean, I'm you know, speed limit 55, 65. How am I supposed to, you know? You can't break really quick if you, you know, if the deer just is crossing in that deer crossing area. So you'd like to see these signs move somewhere safer? <laughs> right. If we, yeah, if we can move them, like, don't put deer crossing signs on the interstate or, or freeways. You know, put them in uh, lower traffic areas. You know, somewhere where the speed limit's, you know, a lot slower. Uh-huh. You know, maybe small towns. I don't know. I think school crossings is a good idea. Well, listen, we will, um, yeah, I mean, you say you've tried to contact quite a few people about this. Right, yeah, I, I wrote, like, at least three or four letters, and... We you know, will right. spread the word, okay? We will try to kind of help you raise some awareness for this issue, okay? Oh, thank you. We need to move those deer crossing signs. We appreciate your comment this morning. All right, thanks. Bye. ha, 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 ha. They were radio professionals. I'll give them that for just not just not opening up the whole can. <laughs> I have listened to that for years. Yep, and it still cracks me up. Now here's the backstory. Shortly thereafter, that uh, it kind of dawned on her how this was coming across in America, as as radio hosts all over the country played this as radio gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it really did dawn on her that. Um, the the flawed logic she had and i have to give her credit i have to give donna credit she called back into the the radio station mm-hmm. and had a conversation with them um and and took her to lumps yeah <laughs> i like that yeah let's move into the school school zones yeah let the deer run over small children why not sure <laughs> <laughs> that is that is just classic so so here's your sign. If you want a deer hunt, just, you know, lean up against one of those big yellow signs. The deer will recognize their picture and know to cross right in front of you. You won't have to take a 130-yard shot. It's going to be 5, 10 feet tops right there. That's where you need to set up your deer stand. The pole is high enough. Just go ahead and set it on top. I, of, bet, you could put a, I bet you could put a stand on the pole. That's what I'm thinking. That's yeah. exactly what I'm thinking on the deer crossing sign. Just go ahead, set your stand up or a pop-up blind. You'll Gold. Guaranteed gold. <laughs> I think. I think what we need to do is go set up a pop-up blind by the, one of because the, there's one over there near your house. Oh yeah, deer crossing sign. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> set up. There. I'm gonna set one up in the roundabout for turkey season next year because uh, those four toms are out there in front of walking around in front of TVA, strutting around like they own the place, and they need to be taken down a notch. I can that, tell you that you, right now. You're darn right, they do. Uh Good Lord. I, I love that phone call. <laughs> I just wish I wish she'd have been here. I wish she'd have called us. I don't know well, I take that back. I don't know that I could have handled it with a straight face. I don't I I've I've lost my a cough switch apparently, so I don't know that I would have kept been able to keep from laughing at that call. Hi Beaver man. Morning, gentlemen. How are you? I'm R O F L M A F A O. Good, good. <laughs> That's good stuff. Is that not just hilarious? And she was as I, she was as dead serious as as they come. <laughs> My, and there, people, lies the disconnect between humans and the rest of reality. <laughs> yep. Most definitely. Um, my question is this: What about the the deer crossing signs where that have the little red dot? on the deer's nose 
that um, would indicate that that's where Rudolph is supposed to cross? You know, Rudolph is legal in Tennessee. Yeah, but yeah, it would be. here's the problem. Aren't deer colorblind? So if they're looking at the for signs for a safe place to cross and they see that, how could they tell that if that's for a regular deer crossing or for a Rudolph crossing? Well, the regular deer sign doesn't have a, a, a rounded nose like that. So but, the, you know, they, it's, it's red and shiny, and the deer can't see colors. They ha- well, they have That's they true. have good eyesight though. They can see they can see the, the the size of the nose. They can see movement. They're not really adept at distinguishing distinguishing shapes. Do case case in point. Well, this is last week in South Georgia when I was invited to go to this wonderful place, and the very first morning. I decided to harvest a buck um, that looks to be a really good deer at 280 yards. And he, he was a legal deer down in Macon County. You have to, it has to have a 15 inch spread. And of course, the hard part of that is making the deer stand still while you run up with a tape measure and stretch it um, to make sure, you know, that he is legal and then, then run back, get your rifle and shoot him. Right. Why don't you just um, take your rifle with you as you run up there and measure it? Well, because that wouldn't necessarily be legal. Why? Um, although <clears throat> maybe not sporting, but it would definitely be legal. Well, okay, but you know, considering I use a single shot rifle, a Ruger number one, mm-hmm. um, it would um, anyway. But I, case in point, so I'd already harvested a buck with a two hundred and eighty yard shot to the neck. Okay, for which I was quite proud. So he's obviously and, uh, capable of taking 280 yard shots. Oh yeah, he okay. is. I'm not. He is. And well, that 270 is capable. The um, so I, I was I, I couldn't uh, you know harvest any more bucks, but I was uh, the last morning there. I was walking down a trail. I'd sat for a little bit, and then the the urge to <clears throat> answer the call of nature came across me suddenly. Right. And um, I got down and made it almost back to the truck. But anyway, so I'm walking through down this path and looking at all these signs. I mean, it was it was pretty cool. And um, I see a little movement, and I, I stop. And, and there's this nice, wide six-pointer kind of running around, acting fool, and uh, doing his thing. And then he stops like 10 yards in front of me. And is looking back the other way. And I'm just standing in the middle of this grassy road. <clears throat> well, out pops a nice eight-pointer. Better than the one I had already shot. About 30 yards out. And he came walking up, ready to whip the butt of the smaller deer. And never knew I was there. Couldn't smell me. And the other deer kind of trotted off, never knowing I was there. And this eight-pointer is standing there in the middle of the road. We're this point 25 yards away and he finally kind of looks i'm just standing there stocks stone still and uh he finally decides that i'm a funny looking bush in the middle of this grassy road and uh just kind of trots on off of course i was i didn't smell like anything he wanted to attempt to mate at that point so i was pretty safe well it's a good but, thing you didn't put that you know that deer uh, scent on your on your boots the estrogen. Yeah, no, I, I'm not going to do that. 
<laughs> that would be, uh, be not only dangerous, but um, <clears throat> I just don't like the smell of it. Well, <laughs> man, I'm going to have to take a break. I'm sorry. All right, gentlemen. Y'all uh, keep it cool. We will do our best. And we'll see you later, Prof. All righty, sir. All righty. All right, we'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, 267-1023-1023. Babies Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Babies has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. We only have a, a, a minute or so left. Uh, ran a little bit long there with our caller. Uh, go to your idiots outside. Okay, idiots outside. I love, I love, I love this stuff. Uh, we got about a minute and a half for this one. Uh, TV actor Ashton Kutcher mm-hmm. argued for gun control, said there ought to be laws, but may have stepped into a into it big time. And you know what it is. He admitted. Uh, on TV, I believe, wasn't it? That uh, no, on Twitter. He put this on Twitter. Um, this isn't. This isn't an either or. It's a both. Support mental health initiative and support gun reform. Now, my friend gave me a gun as a gift in the parking lot of the borderline on my birthday. I've never shot it. Don't think I ever will. Love the families of the lost. Change is coming. Uh, NRA pointed out that he violated California law. And it's on Twitter. Firearms transfers have to go through a federally licensed firearm dealer with a background check who holds it for a 10-day waiting period, which he did not do. So, therefore, the problem is he is now an illegal firearms transfer, and he's in possession of an illegal gun. Will That's he a be, felony. Yes. Will he be arrested? I don't know. Way to go, Ashton. We need more laws. I just broke one. Oh, well, we need more, more, more laws, so I'm sure not to break another one. More, more, more laws. There you go. That's how we'll end this show here, this this first hour. We'll see you here after the top of the hour news break, and uh, actually going to get a little bit into some gun discussions, considering the elections are finally winding down, and we can talk a little bit about them. 
Tony Sanders Outdoors. Give us a call, 423-267-1023. Well, last year we had a bumper crop when them white oak acorns started to drop so many. Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying. It exactly describes my friend Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent. He's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. Tighten your life vests, strap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Welcome back. Hour number two of Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hey, I want to remind everybody that Hunters for the Hungry is now open. This is an outstanding program that I have been involved with for years. Uh, we have, uh, it, it's, it's pretty cool. There's a couple of things going on that's pretty cool. Night Rifle, uh, awesome. I, I actually saw a memory the other day where we went out and shot those nights. Oh, yeah. That was way cool. Oh, it was. Uh, Night Rifle, one of the premier muzzle loaders in the in the country has donated a muzzle loader uh actually i'm sorry four they've donated four night rifle mountaineering uh thumb hole stock muzzle loaders with with life nitrate barrel finish net nitride barrel finish now here's the deal you donate a deer to get into the raffle to hunters for the hungry all you got to do is donate a deer that yep. goes to a great cause feeding people, and you could possibly win a night rifle. Yep, that's it. I like that. Now, we have um, we have three processors in our area. The first is Don Meat, Don's Meats, which you hear us talk about all the time here on Tony Sanders Outdoors. 6408 Hickson Pike, Hickson, Tennessee. You have Deer Master in, uh, on McFarland Avenue in Rossville, Georgia. And you also have Middle Valley Deer Processing, which is at 1602 Thrasher Pike. If I'm not mistaken, that one is just right across from the new school they built. Okay. So that's the three areas where you can take a deer and donate and get on into the droning for a uh, not muzzleloader. Pretty good deal. It is. So check it out. We'll be talking about it through the rest of the year. It's a great program. Uh, give you guys an idea. 30 pounds of venison ground venison will feed 30 people think about that no that's not right it's more than that yeah I was going to say that's a pound per person but yeah what was it they told me 30 pounds feeds 
wouldn't it like because hundred and fifty people. Yeah, hundred and fifty because they put it into a whole bunch of other yeah. stuff, like mix it in Fill with, it with pasta, pasta and so. st- cheese and stuff. Uh, and so that's that's how we we donate, and we've been donating for years. Uh, ground, so check it out. Check out those three hmm? processors here in town. All right. Where are we at? Where are we going? I don't know. Where you you said you want to talk a little gun. We, we we can talk a little gun news, or we can keep it light for just another minute and talk a little dirty hippie news. All right. Which one you you want? Let's do a little dirty hippie. A little dirty hippie news. All right. Um. Let's see here. We, Rick, are, we already know Ashton's going to be arrested. Yeah. Hopefully, Ashton Kutcher will be arrested by the time this airs, and we can do an update on that. Uh, Ricky Gervais, the comedian, receives a Humane Society Award at a gala. In New York City, the Humane Society International, the global arm of the Humane Society of the United States, the world's largest and richest animal rights organization, recently bestowed their Cecil Award on comedian actor Ricky Gervais for his outspoken advocacy against trophy hunting. Uh, Mr. Gervais has routinely used social media to target hunters that follow his uh, public thread. He's got about 10 million followers. And these people have also put death threats towards women, such as Huntress Melissa Bachman, Rebecca Francis, Tess Turner, Tally, and others, especially singled out at the by the Golden Globe award-winning actor, supposedly. This is the same guy who got caught up in the, uh, let's see here, uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, he kind of got caught up in the sexual harassment. Misconduct has been an issue for him in the past. So, yeah, he's one to really follow on uh, Twitter. But uh, basically, less than 1% of the Humane Society's budget goes to animal shelters. Folks, there's very few groups that I talk about negatively. The Humane Society is one of them. And, and, and you need to understand... There is a National Humane Society, which is the largest anti-hunting group in the in the United States. Then you have the local humane societies, which are uh, here uh, in in like our area and other areas as well. They're completely separate. They get nothing from the humane society. The humane society is a ripoff. If you donate money to them, you are being ripped off. Period. Period. And, one percent, one percent goes to actually taking care of animals. Think about that. One percent. Why do you people keep giving them money? I don't get it. Because Sarah McLaughlin's singing on TV and they're throwing up pictures of oh, cute little puppies, puppies and kittens. So, anyway. Now, is it PETA or Humane Society that is the largest killer of animals? PETA. Is it PETA? Okay. PETA. They, they kill approximately, the last statistic I saw, which was about a year and a half ago, they kill over 90% of the animals they, quote-unquote, save. Think about that, guys. 90% of the animals they save, they euthanize. That's who I want to give my money to. Yeah. So, can't stand them. Cannot stand them. I love that they said that the, uh, the guest enjoyed... A dinner that was entirely plant-based at this event, so there was no meat at the event. Good, good. Yeah, you know it's it's pretty funny. We're doing we're working on some we're working on some public service announcements and things like that. 
um, for TWRA. Mm-hmm. And one of the people that wants to do a public service announcement and is actually is a huge hunter is Mike Fisher, the former player for the uh, the Predators. Mm-hmm. Well, Carrie Underwood, his wife, is, is a PETA-supporting vegan. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to figure out how we can get them both to do a commercial. That's That one's going to be a little touchy. I can guarantee you that one. Yeah, that's not my problem. <laughs> well, well, wait a minute. Uh, it, it is. You're a commissioner. Uh, no, no, no. Their, 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 their dispute over hunting or not hunting. Oh, okay. That's right. not my problem. All right. Fair enough. I'll give you that one. Uh, so, but I mean, I think I think Mike actually owns a uh, hunting company of some kind. Hmm. Uh, so anyway, oh, I was oh speaking of which, I was so proud the other day. I made I made dinner one night uh, this week, and my wife was telling apparently one of her coworkers about it. And she goes, "Well, what did Rob make you?" She goes, "I th- I'm." She goes, "It was deer something. I forget what it was. It was good, but it was deer something." And the lady made a comment. She goes, "Y'all eat a lot of deer." She goes. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I've turned her to the dark side. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. All right, so where are we going to go? Oh, uh, this one's for me. Okay, for you? This one This one is for me. Okay. Uh, this story is, in Region 4, stream biologist uh, Sally Petrie reported that they had recently partnered with the U.S. Forest Service and the University of Tennessee to stock muskie in the Nolichucky and Pigeon Rivers. Uh, this is a part of a recovery plan that was supported by anglers during creel studies this year. The stocking of muskie into the pigeon has never been done before, but this is part of the re- recovery plan and suggests a great improvement in the little pigeon's river overall health. A total of 300 muskie, 10 to 12 inches long, were put into the little pigeon from Denton to Newport. TWA would like to thank the North Carolina Wildlife Resources Commission for providing the muskie from Table Rock Hatchery in Morgantown. So hopefully anglers in Region 4 will be able to get a hold of one of those big toothy critters that are a lot of fun to catch. Do you lip them? Uh, no. What is it you went after the, the fish for 10,000 casts? Muskie. And I went out in the snow casting an a eight weight with a lead core line, throwing a fly that was about the size of a tube sock and was about as aerodynamic as a brick. You know, that's very graphic. It's accurate, though. I paint a visual picture. So did was it hard? Uh, Were you tired at the end of the day? Oh, I I swear I felt like I blew out my my rotator cuff towards the end of the day. I could I could barely grip anything with my hand because I'd lost you know after X number of casts I'd lost you know the ability to squeeze the rod. I had one follow that day, and the guy went with caught and landed and released one. So I got to see one, but I had one follow my uh, fly, but. He didn't decide to play ball with me. Can you eat them? No, they're very bony. No, you they're you can eat pickerel and northern pike, but they're really bony and really hard to clean. What is it that that Al Linder fishes for? Walleye. Is it walleye? Yeah, he's a big walleye fisherman. Like I'm sorry, walleye. Like in Michigan or wherever. Yeah, they fish for a lot of walleye, and they'll they'll fish for muskie and pike and northerns up there, but. I still want to do ice fishing. Yeah, I, mean, I still want to drive a truck out on the water <laughs> ice fishing. 
I want to sit in one of those. I want to. I want. Oh, what was that movie? Um, of course, I need to make sure that my payment to Rodney Allen State Farm has been made before I drive out on the ice. Probably a good call. I, I don't want to. I don't want to call and say, "Hey, um, we need a diver." I lost. I lost my truck. <laughs> we need a diver, and an insurance quote. <laughs> I want to do like the what was that movie? Uh, dirty, uh, not dirty old man. Uh, old guys movie. Uh, Jack Lemon, Walter Matthau. Grumpy old man, thank you. Grumpy old man, where they have like the oh, ice shanties. We're already that. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty grumpy, but um, they have the ice shanties, and they just have like a lazy boy, and you know you can set a TV out there, watch the game. They've got you know, you can set up your Xbox if you want to while you're out there and just kind of fish. Is that the one where the the girl like put the car on the, the thing has got it go sliding? Yeah, I think it is, but. I would I would not mind trying ice fishing. The only problem is I really don't think it really it will work around here. Well, number one, the ice isn't thick enough. Yeah. And the one time I did go ice fishing, I caught ten pounds of ice, took it home, cooked it up, and almost drowned. That's not, he, he thinks it's funny. I, well, I'm I'm sorry. That's not funny. Um, I but I do. I want I want to go. How far do you, how far south do, can you go ice fishing? Honestly, I, I would, even if I don't drive my vehicle on it, if I just, I'm thinking it. like Wisconsin, Minnesota. That's not far south. The I, well, maybe yeah, like Ohio, Illinois. I'm thinking that's as far as you really want to get because I mean they had a kid, they had some ice on, uh, they had some kid. I saw some the other day. I think it was New York City. They had a kid fall through some ice in uh, Central Park. It like got cold up there. Kid walked out and the ice wasn't strong enough yet duh well uh, why does he not know that uh, he's a kid i guess but okay i don't know and obviously the parents were keeping a close eye on him so but anyway i think i think we'd have to go like a way far north i don't think we got to go like canada but i think we we so, need minnesota uh wisconsin cool all right well you ready to go pay a bill sure good i'm ready too Tony Sanders Outdoors will be right back. 423-267-1023. 267-1023. The question of the day. What is the longest shot you're comfortable making? And what is the longest shot in the area where you're hunting deer? Love to know. 267-1023. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. 
They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer. 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors enjoying this beautiful Saturday morning. Coming to the phones, Craig Schaefer. How, Good morning. How are you, how are you morning, doing, Rob. man? Good morning, sir. How are you? Good. How are you all doing today? Good. Doing well. I'm going to... Good. I'm going to show him. I just showed him the picture you sent me last night. Oh, goodness gracious. That's a nice. I feel bad, Tony. I, I didn't mean to send it. I, I didn't realize it was that late. No, I was, I I was actually at the Beach Boys concert. I mean, I was fine. Oh, really? Okay, great. Great. So. Excellent. Yeah, it was my first day out, and uh, it uh, just been too tied up at the gun club there. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was, uh, I was in my blind 50 minutes. So it was a, it was a successful hunt and enjoyed it. I would say so. Fifty yeah. fifty minutes and you got a you got a you got a cow. It's a big yeah. Deal. It was it, it was real nice. One hundred eighty yards out. I know you talked about what the, what comfortable yep. yardage. That was with the muzzleloader though. So, but um, but yeah, it was a it was a good day. The first day of dry and uh, sunny, nice and cool. But it was a just uh, that's the first buck I have seen. One hundred eighty yard muzzleloader. That's a pretty good shot, Craig. That's a real good shot. What? Yeah, it's um. I got a target turret on there, my speed dial. Right. Uh, for hunting, it goes up to 650. Okay. Um, uh, I mean, hunting tur- a turn, I should say. My target turn goes up to 1,000, but that's, um, it's a custom build. I don't shoot um, black powder, smokeless. Okay. And um, I run a uh, 275-grain Parker bullet and uh, 80 grains of H4198, and I run probably close to 3,000 feet per second through the chronograph. Wow. So it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it runs... Um, I hit three bolts touching, three-shot group at 350 yards. I can hit a pie pan at 1,000. Okay. That's not your everyday yeah. muzzleloader. No, it's not. It shouldn't really be <laughs> probably considered a muzzleloader, but it, it has a ramrod. <laughs> a 1,000 yards. Yeah. Right. I don't yes, even sir. drive that yes. far without having to pee. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so so, what, so, what, so yeah. you're talking about comfortable distance. Yeah. I, I set that at, even though I have an actual hunting turn on there, speed dial is at 650. Four four hundred is probably my my comfortable. That uh, after that, I'll just, I'll just wait. You know. Yeah, is that with the muzzle loader? With the muzzle, yeah. What about yeah. with the rifle? What what is your what's your what's your caliber well, of choice? The I hunt too. I can get out to six hundred yards. Where, okay. You know, in okay. Directions I can hit six five seventy five six hundred. So I would say probably four fifty five hundred with the rifle. Okay. Now, if I'm out west or something, if I'm there doing a different type of you know than whitetail, right? And of course, I would stretch it out to probably six fifty. Pushing seven hundred, maybe. What's your um, What's your weapon of choice here locally? Actually, to be honest with you, uh, Tony, I bring that muzzleloader out. It's a four fifty eight caliber. Okay. And um, I know people say it's a signal shot, but I mean that's what it is. But uh, you normally take just the one shot. If, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I was going to say, do you need more than one? <laughs> no, no, not with that. You know, it's a pretty big gun, but I, it's um, you know that gun right there. Um, 
you know, I'll take it out during rifle season too. So, sure. But uh, if it wasn't for that, um, I usually take my 300 Weatherby mag out. Okay. So, cool. Yep. Why don't you give Probably, uh, Why don't you give yourself a plug, Craig? I'm sorry. Give Give your Give your shooting range a plug. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we. Um, we're actually heading out to uh, uh, Oak Ridge today. I'm waiting for Travis Boyd, which you gentlemen know very well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to do a charity shoot at Oak Ridge for uh, Toys for Tots today. Oh, cool. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So that's why we, we're leaving early in the morning, and he's getting ready to pull in here. Uh, actually, I'm off the mountain. but um, I sent yeah, him some soup. Things have been going good at the club. Uh, we do USPSA and IDPA, Steel Challenge, and uh, there's a two-gun uh, rimfire, um, a new shoot coming up uh, after the first year. Are you glad? Are you well? And uh, are you but, glad uh, you yeah, went to to I'm that sorry? type? Of, are you glad you went to that kind of shooting? Yeah, I really am. It, it seems like the clay targets went down a little bit, uh-huh. and um, yeah, we're real pleased with. We're going to put a couple more pistol bays in this year, so we'll have eight total for be able to handle a state championship or sure. you know a, a tier two or tier three. But yeah, I've got four different match directors now, and uh, everyone's running good. We're gonna we have a different shoot every uh, every weekend. Well, good for you. Yeah. All right. Are you guys gonna be able to get out today? Are you guys going hunting tonight or anything for the evening hunt? Rob, Rob is. I am. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm gonna go out today or in the morning. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, all right. But yeah, it's it's, well, t- it's time to get out there. I'm sorry, it's time to get yeah. out there. It is. It's hard to find time. Like I said, this is my first day out um, all year, and it might be my last. It just yesterday was. I understand. It's funny because it's the last day of muzzleloader and the first day of rifle today, and, and uh, I got lucky last night. So that was yeah. good. Yeah, it was a beautiful deer. Beautiful. Well, thank you. Thank you. All right, man. Tony, Rob, great luck. Uh, If you go out, I hope you get successful, and uh, it was great talking to you. I love listening to your radio station, and uh, you guys be safe, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Craig. I appreciate it. You have a good day. All right. Mm -hmm. Craig Schaefer of Montlake. Mm -hmm. What's it called now? Montlake's Shooting uh, um, Shooting center? I think so. I think, yeah, so. I know. It used to be Sporting Clays. But, yeah. Um, it, it's, I mean, it's Montlake. I, yeah. <laughs> I usually don't. Just, just say Montlake and be a local. Uh, but there may be people that, uh, that... Shooting club. Shooting club. Well, I don't know. Click on that. That's what people searched. Sportsman's Club. Montlake Sportsman's Club. There you go. Sportsman's Club. There you go. So, uh, over there, it's Montlake Gun Club. Just Montlake. Look at Montlake Guns, and you'll find it. But it's right there just above Saudi Daisy. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I'm staying on Travis's good side. I sent some soup home with his wife the other day. He said he liked my soup, so I sent some home, so hopefully he'll make me another holster. I need to get a couple of holsters from him. He's a He, he makes great holsters. He really, really does. Hey, we've got a former Outdoor Channel host now facing deer poaching charges. Yes. You know, one of the things, and, and you got to remember this, too, uh, most of the states are now part of the, the compact where if you lose your license in one state for doing something illegal, you lose your right to hunt in, you know, most states. So, uh, you know, it's it's not just uh, what happens, you know, when you're seven hours away from your home here. It's, uh, it's everywhere. According to this, U.S. Attorney's Office in Springfield, Illinois, announced the charges and said that no fear... E- Fear No Evil, sorry about that, Fear No Evil host Christopher Brackett engaged in illegal hunting in 2013 as he shot and killed two bucks in Indiana, breaking the rules of his permit. Uh, Brackett, 41, allegedly f- uh, filled out a 
permit paperwork to make it appear that his cameraman uh, for the show had killed the second 11-point deer named the Unicorn Buck. So he shot two and said his buddy shot the other one, and that's not how it really happened. He's now facing two felony charges, one for conspiring to illegally kill deer and a second for illegally killing a second deer. Each charge carries a maximum sentence of five years in prison and a $250,000 fine. I wished we had penalties in Tennessee that would get your attention. I like the states that do, uh, there's a flat fee and then a fee per point. And we do that. Yeah. I kind of like that. But make, you know, make it, you know, $1,000 a point. Maybe. Too too excessive? 10 point would be $10,000. Yeah. Plus the, whatever the original. You're you're more harsh than I am. Well, don't don't break the law. We do five hundred. I thought that was pretty stiff. Mm. But um, I have no use for poachers, man. If he, no. get, if he and and again, it's the cover up. Yeah, it's you always say that. It's not the crime; it's the cover up that gets you in trouble. So why would they just now five years later? I don't know. Was he smart enough to put it on TV for him? Probably. Oh, yes. When the Unicorn Buck ep- episode aired on the Outdoor Channel in fall 2014, the video footage did not detail that Brackett had killed a smaller eight-point that day, according to the indictment. So, w- so let's put somebody, the crime on TV. Here, here's, here, here's what's happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm a wildlife officer in whatever state? Indiana. Indiana. I'm sitting back on a Sunday evening watching... Fear no evil, mm-hmm. or so whatever it's called. And as I see this dude kill this unicorn, I'm like, wait a minute! I saw a show where he killed. Let's go look. Oh, he's only hunted in Indiana once in his life. Huh? There's a problem. Mm-hmm. And we now have video evidence. I love it. They did all the work for us. Oh yeah. It's like, exactly it's like the idiots we do every year on social media. They post something stupid, and it's on social media. And you did all the work for the Department of Wildlife Resources. They don't even have to open up an investigation. What's one of my favorite say? Never rule out stupidity. Yep. All right, Tony Sanders up Outdoors. We'll be right back. He's been watching all my hunting videos. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means. Grilling and barbecue. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 648 Hickson Pike. Don has steaks such as T-bone, porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roasts or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com and be sure to like them on Facebook. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. 
Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Craig Schaefer texted me since we were struggling with the name of his business, which I'm sure made him cringe. Montlake Sportsman's Club. So, there you go. I still think if he said Montlake Guns, you would get it. But, now you know. Now Montlake you. Sportsman's Club. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I've been saying I was going to do this. Okay. Talk about guns. I sent you an article. The elections are over. Or, well, <laughs> let me rephrase that. Most of the elections are over. Uh, Georgia finally conceded yesterday. Uh, Ms. Abrams, who was running against Mr. Kemp, the soon-to-be governor. Um, you know, this was in the Wall Street Journal. Democrats plan to pursue most aggressive gun control legislation in decades. Democrats say they will pass the most aggressive gun control legislation in decades when they become the House majority in January. Plans they renewed this week in the aftermath of the mass killing at a California bar called Borderline. And our hearts go out to all the, not only the people at the California bar at Borderline, but also all the people in the fires. It's, I mean, they've got hundreds of people that they haven't found. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this is going to be horrible. They are seventy something confirmed dead. Uh, so our hearts go out to what they're dealing with. Now, here's the part that should scare you, and and I you know I, I'm on, I'm gonna I rarely get into politics here on this show, and I I remember in my neighborhood when President Obama was running. There was a guy in the neighborhood that had a bumper sticker on "I'm a Democrat and I own guns." And I vote. Okay, good. And and I don't care. Uh, that Democrat, Republican, you know. But when you take an anti-gun posture, you're now no longer my friend mm-hmm. from a political standpoint. Uh, they are the ones that saying they're going to pass the most aggressive gun control legislation in decades. Now, it's going to go nowhere, okay, just so you know. The Republicans own the the Senate, and you got a Republican in the White House today. What's going to happen in two years from now, I don't know. But here's the thing that's kind of spooky. They won in the suburbs, which has been controlled by the Republican electorate. So they made inroads. It's good for them if that's if that's the plan. They're planning, and they say it. It's not my. It's not my. Fear-mongering that they're going to come out after the uh, the guns. They say they're going to come after the guns. Fifteen Republicans with A National Rifle Association ratings were taken out by fifteen F-rated NRA people. So there you go. You got to decide what you want to do. I mean, immediately we saw more gun control coming out of of the borderline. Name one law that California doesn't have that would have prevented this. One. Other than an outright ban, name one thing that would have prevented that. He didn't use a rifle. He didn't use a big scary black rifle. He used a handgun. Uh, It's already against the law to have more than 10 rounds in your magazine in California. So he he violated that law. Correct. Um, As I often like to... Remind people after mass shooting, it is against the law to kill somebody. Murder is illegal in all fifty all right. states. So, he he killed people with handgun. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
Um, France just um, marked the anniversary of what a hundred and how many people got run over by a truck? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I was on up there. So the thing of it is, there's not one law that California doesn't already have in place that could have prevented this. Sometimes people do bad things. And it's not, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, he had the big evil gun. The scary black rifle. No, he had a large caliber Glock, a full-size Glock. I believe it was a forty-five. That's what I heard. Um, so it's, it, it, and I hate it. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm, if, I, if I could think of anything that you could do, but it's not the, you know, and, and this is one I, I like to point out. There were 300 million guns that day that didn't hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. 300 million. There's a, there's a meme I, I like to put out on Facebook every once in a while that says, there are over 300 million guns, and there are over uh, 1.2 billion rounds of ammo. If we were a problem, you would know it. Yeah. And that's the truth. We have got a problem in this country where we, whether you want to call it mental health problem or whatever the problem is, we have got a detachment from reality. This guy was more than likely uh, suffering from post-traumatic stress. We've got to do more for our military coming back. All right? Now, the problem is, it's like anything. You can help some, try to help somebody, but if they don't take the help, you can't make them. All right? Uh, you, so that's one of the issues. When it's okay to walk into a place and shoot them up, then there's a problem. This is not a video game. People don't pop back up and we get to shoot somebody else. Right. It doesn't work that way. The finality of pulling a gun and using it on somebody is there. there is a disconnect. I think people that hunt understand it. It, I mean, the first deer I killed, it was pretty emotional when I realized... What really got emotional was when I realized it was the size of a human. Mm-hmm. And and so it's it's just... We've got to keep it in perspective, and it's not in perspective. I, I agree with that statement. Hunters take it a little bit more seriously. I think I, I really agree with that because I, when you said that, I thought about the first deer I shot and knowing I was going to stop its heart mm-hmm. and it wouldn't cease to be. That, that it's different. It's different, yeah. And I mean, it's not that you know we're bloodthirsty going out there and just shooting anything willy nilly. I mean, when I put the crosshairs on, I was like, okay, I'm about to stop a heart. Now it's a deer, but I'm about to stop a heart. Sure. So, so yeah, I agree with that statement. I mean, we, we've got it. We've got to. Uh, we've got to work on some serious things. But I'm telling you, if you lead with, oh. The day after the election, we're going to try and, and get uh, some the strictest gun control ever. When you're Stacey Abrams and you're running in Georgia on "I want to take away your guns," mm-hmm. I'm am just I'm perplexed that that she even got where she did um, with some of the positions she took. So I say all that to say this: you better get engaged. Now, if you think all this is cool and they need to be taking the guns away, then you need to engage that way. If you think 
um, that that is wrong, then I would highly encourage you to get engaged somewhere else. As I, as I told uh, a board I sat on of young people, if you don't think that politics is involved in everything that we do, you're, you're a fool. If you don't engage in politics, you're in fool. Because politicians are running your life. They are. They are. All right. Tony Sanders Outdoors will be right back. Damn sure ain't for sale. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Welcome back. Wrapping it up this Saturday morning. It's been a good show. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed this. Sure has. All right, gone, gone uh, quick as usual. Andy commented on our uh, on our question. Okay. Two hundred twenty-five yards with a scoped six point five by fifty-five. I think that's a Creedmoor. Right? Yeah, I think so. Six point five. It may not be. Um, six point five. Do you know that I told you the history on Creedmoor, right? It was named after somebody that had a shooting range or somewhere up north. No, you did not. Yeah. No. So I'm learning all kinds of new stuff this morning. Yeah. Oh. Andy also added two to the Sequatchie County totals yesterday. Well good for him. In your uh Sequatchie's always low. Uh I don't know why. Sequatchie and Polk, granted, they're not big landmass counties, and yeah, I know it's not out west Tennessee where they've got, you know, like huge fields, so. They're on opposite ends of the area, too. Yeah, but still. They're they're always the low ones as far so as. It's a Swedish round. Yes. We learned something new. Mm-hmm. Again. See, this is a day of education. Swedish Mauser. All right, so what are we going to talk about? Uh, you had something. Oh. Uh, the state of Washington. Uh, voters approved uh, by over 60% initiative 1639. It calls for the buyers of semi-automatic rifles to be the age of 21 or older, pass an enhanced background check, and show proof of having taken a firearms training course. This was approved by uh, Washington State voters. The law is already being challenged uh, by members, uh, specifically two plaintiffs, one of which who is a member of the U.S. Army Reserve, and a competitive sports shooter, both under the age of 21. In Tennessee and in most states, you can buy a long gun at the age of 18. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, basically, I don't know how this law is going to do anything. I mean, other than just make people wait three years. 
I mean, obviously the criminals, if they get a hold of one of these rifles, they're they're not going to use it until they turn 21. I mean, come on. That's common sense right there. That's my thoughts. Oh, okay. Just checking. Yeah. Because uh. they all follow the law. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what is this supposed to do? I, it makes no sense. It really does. It's just... Now, does, does the law make you 21 to purchase it or use it? Uh, it calls for buyers. So I'm assuming okay. purchase, if I'm reading the initiative correctly. Not going to ever get rid of our kids. That's the problem. We have to deal with them forever. <laughs> you, you say that as, uh, as, as if you've had some experience. <laughs> um, boomerang kids. Ah, okay. Is that right? Is that how it works? They I, go out and they come back. They go out and they come back. Kind of like a bad penny. You just can't get rid of it? Is that what That's you're saying? It. All right. That's Fair it. enough. All right. So you excited? You're going hunting today. I am. I am excited. Oh, I had one of my students come up and tell me a hunting story, which I thought was really nice in class. You've uh, got about a minute. Okay. Can you tell it? I can. Right. She said she had never fired a muzzle loader before, and she always hunts with a rifle, but a couple of does walked out, and she was with her dad on their farm. They've got about 11 acres, and she said she fired that muzzle loader, and her comment to me was, never again. Really? Yeah. She said, it kicked a lot worse than my rifle, and she I said, what, did you get a delay in there? She said, there was a little bit of a delay. I said, well, most importantly, did you get the dough? She goes, no, I totally missed. <laughs> I was like, well, I appreciate you sharing the story, but, you know, sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. Yes. Yes. I may have to sneak out and hunt. Since I have to drive such far distance, I don't have to plan. Oh, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> If you leave your house at five o'clock, you'll be in your you'll be in your stand by five ten. Pretty much. <laughs> hey, don't forget uh, today the Battle of the Birds, Randy Waterhouse versus Tyler Worley, smoked versus deep fried. I wonder if he's going to use that smoked uh, pellet thing that he uses that he likes so well. I don't know. Tyler's going to deep fry it. It's going to be good. Go out at noon and try it out. Tony Sanders Outdoors. See you next week. You have been listening to a podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.